Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. Dum. You ready, Val? I'm already tired of the bit. We're 25 seconds in already. Yes, Val, it's the it's the news everyone's been waiting for. The PAL World Update. Okay, what is the Power World update thing? Well, I mean, the I'm most important it, news, the most important news, Val, is are you still playing Power World? I am still playing Power World, yeah. That's so all that matters then, baby. That's all that matters then, baby. <laughs> Buy more stonks on Power World. No, here's what's happened is Power World has experienced to no one's fucking surprise, except for chronically online people, because they don't they can't sense patterns. Um, it has the second historical greatest drop-off rate of player base. Um, mm. in Steam history, not shocking anyone, and it's not a bad thing, guys. Uh, they made their money; they're good. <laughs> the, Battle World's doing fine. So what happens at this point? Even I've discussed this offline. Is mm. now this is the, this is what makes and breaks them as a legitimate studio? Do they take that money and run, or are they gonna take that money and do updates? And you said they definitely have plans for updates, but are they I gonna be good ones? Because if because you because you basically said like players will come back if there's good updates and I agree with you I think that's yeah. will happen now we, we're now in their cruise control and that now the fad is over the high player base was not oh my god Pokemon so done no it was a fad the fad's over your favorite YouTube influencers they've all released their videos now we're on the come down okay now it's is this actually a legitimately fun game. That's what we're learning. And I think it's, I haven't looked at the exact numbers, but I think it's doing fine. But it's just I'm the fact that- I haven't stop. played the game, but I wish for its downfall. Everybody. No, I don't wish for its downfall. <laughs> I wish these, I, this is what I wish for this game now, Val. They got the money now. I mm. want them to have a football style huddle with their art design team. And I want them to admit, okay, we got the money. We got the attention. Now let's redesign these fucking models. Let's hire with this money that we got. Let's hire, if we did actually use an artist, then let's have that artist have a fucking come to Jesus moment in a meeting with another artist that we hire and we collab and we decide the design philosophy of PAL world. Stop making Pokemon ripoffs. Let's make a PAL. What does a PAL actually look like? Let's completely redo the models. And let's do it where it actually fits with the visual fidelity. You want real, photorealistic fucking environments then you better make your creatures fucking at least look like they belong there i mean they don't I, have photorealistic environments i'm pretty sure a lot of the environments that they use just use basic textures from unreal i know but still like i i get something that better fits the environment is what i'm saying i mean you know you know my opinion on this i i just think the game's fun i've got yeah no no, no, no i, 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 I we're I not have, having this discussion again no, no, it's no, fun no, let me, let me, let me it's fun i i have clocked in 50 hours of this game no val i'm rooting for it now it's an underdog now i mean i i, I, I don't i didn't care there's no need to defend it anymore it's fine it's already had the big drop off it's now in cruise control it's doing fine yeah probably I mean, i'm just I, telling I, you that what, what are my aspirations for power world now now that it uh, now that it made its money and now the fat now the fat has died down, and we're not discussing you know the Pokemon killer anymore because it's not it's Pal World. Now Pal World needs to make actual pals. Well, I mean, I still think it's better than Pokemon. 
It's definitely in, in the modern scope of expectations for video no, games. No, hell no, yes. No, 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 don't do that fucking pedantic bullshit where you're like in the modern scope, or you try to like bring it down. To like I don't know. It's no. Just what, what what do people have expectations for video games right now? Because people's expectations for video games were very low back in the well, day, the and that's where Pokemon thrived. The illusion the of adventure for Pokemon video was. Game now is to actually just make something worth your fucking money. I spend twenty four pound maybe on Power World. On a whim, and I'm again, expectations and Pokemon does not meet I'm modern expectations right it? now. Yeah, but I think it does. It, it, the, whoa, you mean it doesn't meet modern expectations? No, I people, people are pissed. No, need... people are fucking pissed that it's fucking $60 plus another 30 for fucking DLC. No, people are not fucking Bad satisfied DLC with Pokemon right now. I've heard. Like, sure, you can argue all you want about story and everything in the Pokemon games, and like, yeah, some people are gonna like that, but. What is, I just like, like the core gameplay the of Pokemon. DLC legitimately just slows the freaking game down. It doesn't slow the game down. It's just Eclipse. Again, it, it, it doesn't slow the game down. It's just it can't handle the, the environments are much more intricate than the base game. So when you go to those zones, there's more fucking lag. That's all there is. It just sounds like bullshit. Like they should have been able to get this. I, I don't know. I look at they, they're rushed. The they, they are A literally made rushed. On, I get that, but at the end of the day, it's like, why the fuck is every other aspect of Pokemon doing so well? The card game, still relatively beloved from what I understand. Three different, co three different companies, Val. We have Nintendo, the publisher. We have mm. Game Freak, the game design. These are the guys who have the problem. You're yeah. talking about everything else? That's creatures. And then you have, and then you have the parents company, Nintendo, TPCI. Though, it? It's the Pokemon company. Yeah, TPCI. Yeah, because it, it, Nintendo it, it is would TP say, like, like, Nintendo, I, this is something I know you owned Pokemon. They would go, guys, just push it back as much as you want. Keep on pushing it back. We don't fucking care. A long time ago, we've had, we had this conversation about how fucking weird this relationship is between three companies and a parent. It's very weird base, because be because anything. yes, but here's the deal: it is TPCI's fault. That Game Freak, Game Freak was, it, it's kind of like, remember that joke about, wow, Sonic had a really rough transition 3D. No Pokemon did. Game Freak did. Game Freak really struggles it. Although they do got one decent uh, 3D game on there. Um, I don't know its name, but it's a, it's a farming simulator. Uh, that looks decent, but I bet it looks decent because they don't have TPCI fucking rushing out their games. What game are you talking about? Are you calling? Are you talking about Little Town Hero or something? It might be Little Town Hero. I don't know the name. No, it's like an RP. It basically works like you. It, it's basically like a board game. Monsters invade your town, and you use citizens with different abilities running while running around the town. I think. But I bet like it's. But, but what I'm getting at, Val, is that it's, it's. I bet it runs better than fucking Scarlet and Violet does. Uh, I don't know. The only thing that I remember anyone saying about it, because this game is like five years old almost now it's gonna be this year cause yeah but, but we're getting really ahead of ourselves here the fact that because you just said why is the card game and the anime everything doing so well again that's creatures and tpci mm. because my god to produce a trading card game and you know do the art for it it's it's a very different process that's stuff that's not as bad to rush and I, it's, I wouldn't even call that rush it's just the fact that crunch Meeting me, it's it's easier for trading cards to meet TPCI demands versus a full-fledged, satisfactory 3D video game that again wants to meet wants to meet modern expectations. It's fucking difficult, and it's it's it's, it's the same solution everyone says: stop rushing these games. But they won't. 
because they've got to meet shareholders' expectations. Because at the end of the day, it's the purse that matters. It's the briefcase. For them. For them. For us. No, 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 no. It's not. I don't even blame the shareholders. Because you know what? If shareholders could fucking see that, hey, when you put out a bad product, like, at least twice in a row, people are probably going to stop buying it, and you're going to see diminishing returns on the product yes. that you have now produced because of your lack of care and rushing it, then quite frankly, they're going to go, okay, we actually need to make something good now because we have the fucking love and everything. Everything else is doing great. Now we just have to make it good. Honestly, I, I really, I, at this stage, Yeah, and Val, I hope so that's, that, that is what we're all stage, praying for, for Gen 10. I blame 10. you. I blame every Pokemon fan for buying a shit product consistently at full price every time these things came right, here, out. Wait, so Val, Shorten let me tell you. was fine. Short and Field, Short and Field. So, I, oh, I'm so... Yeah, no, no, because uh, we've had this, this for, and I know day. you're I'm, getting I'm, it. I'm, yeah, Sword and Shield yeah. better. I get it. I agree. But Val, here's the deal, because I need to explain to you why the core fans are buying this. I, I'm just going to speak from my perspective. I'm a VGC player, okay? Mm -hmm. The core gameplay works, and that's all I need. That's all I need. I, I we, we view Pokemon the same way we view most video games where we are tired of a million fucking polygons on the screen, we're tired of AAA movies that function- AAA games that function like movies, whatever the fuck fucking Hideo Kojima's working on with Columbia Pictures right now, we don't care about that shit. It's about the core gameplay, and it doesn't matter how badly it fucking clips, as long as we can battle functionally, and the gameplay continues to be fresh and fun, in that angle, Pokemon's still doing very well. But you literally have Pokemon Battle Arena for that. Or whatever the hell it is. I showdown. Show, showdown. Showdown. It's not, Pokemon yes. Showdown is literally there. For so here's the thing. Reason. So here's the solution. It updated. You might have to wait a bit longer because they like to make fucking sprites and everything for yeah. it too. Oh, no, no. Just I play Showdown. Wait. It's fucking great. But here's oh, the yeah, thing, Val. Showdown's unofficial. You can't take Showdown to the fucking official tournaments. Okay. And okay. showdown and showdown is not concrete perfect. It's definitely a great training tool. Tr showdown, that's no, not great. It is the perfect fucking Pokemon training tool. But so you can't. Have, it wait, can't wait, wait, do so everything. You can't just have like. I don't know. I don't they won't. They won't allow single, it. A single 3DS or some, or a 3DS, a, a hacked 3DS game, so you can have the levels. Nope. They will not allow. They will not allow it because that's that. Bring, that has to do with you Japanese. Need to bring your own Pokemon game. Yep, you have to bring your own Pokemon game on you your own Nintendo Switch. You are being held hostage. You have yes. been for years. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. And, and again, so this is that come to Jesus. As you just discussed, here is the come to Jesus moment where there was a lot of vitriol, not just for Scarlet and Violet, vitriol for Shining Diamond and fucking uh, Shining Pearl and Platinum Diamond, whatever those remakes were. Yeah. So, not this. So, basically, Pokemon Day is coming up at the end of the month. The next game that they will announce, this will not be the next main game. This They have two teams. They have an A team and a B team. B team will be announcing their game. We know. We don't know this for a fact. We just know because Pokemon's release schedule is so fucking rushed and predictable. We're not going to know if they've learned their lesson until we get the Gen 10 announcement, which would be next year. So we won't know. We pray they've learned their fucking lesson because of all the times now... This vitriol, and plus Pal World making a fucking splash more than any other fucking attempt at a rivalry has ever done before. Will they learn their lesson? Let's fucking pray for it. 
Honestly, I, I still think that a lot of the comparisons about, like, you know, being like, Pal World's a Pokemon clone. I, I remember, it was like, hey. I, I don't think it is. World, I don't think it these. is. When people actually, when you actually look at the I just game, think the designs like, oh, fucking are, are a ripoff, but everything else is, is functionally. That is completely valid. But, but, the, but, the, is, but Pal World itself is something completely different, and I and I like it. it I, it's just, I, it's just, I it, it, it is in its opinion. To dislike all the designs and everything, if they steal from like all the fake mon, I don't. I don't. It's narr. It's. I would say it's I, narrative I is definitely a Pokemon parody, and I, I in a good way. Jack in a good way. The other day, and I came across a fake mon in a conversation with Jack because he's working on a whole thing, and uh, I saw a fake mon, and I went, "This is probably one of the fake mon that Ivan said that Pal World stole. I'm pretty sure it is. I can't. It, it, it was like yellow or something like that. I wasn't paying that much attention to it." And in that regard, yeah, I get it if you don't like it. But at the end of the day, I, I think it is really senseless to try and fight against something that is... And it, it sucks to say this because there can all be all kind of aspects about it that you can, like, dislike. No regular person is going to agree with you when it's just like... They're just like, well, I'm just having fucking fun. Well, exactly. Again, this game's fun. I said we, we had this long talk. Plow World is this parody in a good way of Pokemon that plays against your wildest impulses about the series. Yeah. That's why they this literally works. They interact with each other. You know what? This is this is why it's fun. And, 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 it's, got, and it's got a lot going on. You know something that shit me up? I killed a pal in the game. I like shot it with a bow and arrow or something. Oh, like okay. That. Now that now that you've mentioned it, I got, I got to bring up Freddy's story no, in the podcast. Me, but you, you finish. You finish. You finish. I, you finish. I, I, I kill. I, I literally kill a pal. And while I'm walking past it or something, I look back because I'm just taking in the scenery. And I look back, and there is a bird eating, like, you know, pecking at the dead body and eating it. I've seen pals, like, drag off bodies to places and stuff like that. It is, it's not perfect. It, like I said, it's still in- Oh, no, because it's early body. access, but, it, it, but, it, 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 but it's, it's the, the thought that counts, it, isn't it? It's, it's just meeting the little things. Like, well, yeah, I, I, it's I, the, I, while working, it, I have been watching, you know, Shamey? He's made like an eleven-hour like Pokemon video about. Uh, no, I I don't I don't watch any videos over like fucking one hour, dude. No, no. When, when I those when are the I'm worst. Like, I'm sorry, I don't doing... care who you are, what pedigree you have on YouTube. You're making fucking five-hour fucking videos. Shut the fuck up. No, you 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 are ruining YouTube. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean, care. Fucking come at me, everyone. Hey, hey, the, the man released. The man released it after like I don't know how many. Twelve-hour fucking video. Shut the fuck up. We call this yeah, a the series. Yeah, la the last. The last thing he made was like a you year are ago. fucking it's up the algorithm him. so hard. It is. It is. Well, dude, people can make whatever content they want. No, yeah, they absolutely can. But I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like this. This is. It's a whole other thing. I'm not gonna talk about it. No, 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 no. I, I, know you don't. Fin think no, finish that. your thought. Finish your thought. Don't really, worry about what I'm saying. No, you don't. You don't believe that. I know you're not a person who's like, no, we should restrict people's like level of creativity and like how they do shit on here. But I know what you mean. It's a weird one. Because because like, these videos are just 12 hours of people fucking talking in front of a camera. Uh, I mean, no, no. He's like edited it and everything. Oh yeah, I, I know. There's things. There's got to be a B-roll. I know. It's a I big 11-hour video on Poke. Anyway, I'm watching that. I've got that in the background while I like do the work that I really don't really care for and everything. When I'm not auditioning. Oh, yeah, by the way, everyone, I went to a convention this week or last week. I yeah, suppose. I mentioned it last week's podcast. So, everyone, yeah, go yeah, back yeah. in time another week now and go meet Val at fucking Anime League. How was yeah, it? By the way. Oh, oh, it was really good. At, I mean, I didn't sell all that many uh, prints or anything, but it wasn't about that. Apparently, uh, let's see, I met... Um, I met the voice actors for uh, Widowmaker and Brigitte. I met uh, Ellis Knight, a uh, YouTuber and voice actor who voiced a Warhammer character. Uh, I think he was the Lord of Change 
who is, um, you don't know much about Warhammer, so I won't go into the de details, but for anyone who does, he's like an apostle of, uh, Zinch, a lord of chaos in the Warhammer universe, for those of you who are in the know. Um, I know them all because I grew up with Warhammer. It's a very English thing. Um, and, uh, went to dinner, met a lot of people, everyone was just having a real good time, chill vibes, everyone who I did get to talk to was rather nice. Uh, quite a few people recognized Lackadaisy, or, uh, obviously Ruby, bought a couple prints, I didn't make that much money over the weekend, which, you know, that, that, you know, it's definitely a downside, especially because I over-prepared for the event, in all fairness, like, you know, I bought all the stuff at the table, printed off loads of extra prints and whatnot, and, uh, but I, I also got to do a panel with them, and that was great, I got to interact with people, we were talking, uh, about all kinds of things, we got asked some really good questions, my favorite question that I still think about, this week we got asked was, um, do you remember a line for a character that you auditioned for and got the part? And I did Ambrosius. And I was giving, like, little tidbits of advice. Uh, like, hey, if there's a limited roster of characters, like, you know, being sent to you, and you don't really fit the bill for any of them in an amazing way where you're like, oh, yeah, this is, like, my bread and butter. I'm great at this. Where I'm like, oh, I go for, like, a smooth-talking kind of guy thing. Uh whenever I audition, uh, but I was talking about how when I got the audition for Ambrosius, there was no picture, only a description. So I did two takes, and it's like, you know, an older blacksmith kind of guy being like, the who has come to engage my creative wiles? Something like that, a little bit wiser. And then I was like, what are you good at, Val? And I went, I'm good at sounding like a smooth motherfucker. And, uh... You know, went for, like, my usual kind of, like, you know, deeper, uh, smoother. Ah! Who has come to engage my creative wiles? That, that kind of thing. And, you know, I get the part. And I said, hey, and I've had occasions where even when I just said, screw it, I'm going to do the thing that I'm good at, even though it might not suit the character in the moment, they might go, hey, there's someone else, or they might have you in mind, for another character, because I've been sent stuff that wasn't on an audition sheet, that was apparently they wanted someone to audition for, but it wasn't there on the sheet for I don't know what reasons. Maybe they had someone else in mind and then I swooped in and got a role or something like that, you know? Uh, that was like my favorite question of the week. And apparently the convention enjoyed my presence or my like uh, onstage candor so much that they're inviting me potentially, potentially in the future to a new event Later this year, Fuck hopefully yes. in London. Yes. So, yeah, and I've got some other little events lined up in the year. And until then, obviously, I'm just going to be doing my voice acting thing, auditioning, uh, doing all that stuff. But uh, what was what it was it you wanted to say? Okay, so after that, I'm glad you mentioned that because you were missing last week with a great podcast. Speaking of which, oh yeah, you're apo you apologized to Deku. What was yeah, that about? Um, it, no, it was just we were just I, I, it was just getting Steena's perspective on Deku and the series as a whole because she had some very interesting insights. And despite that, we had a lot of comments that just straight up did not listen to the. They just got the title, which go figure. Mm -hmm. That's the YouTube game. I, you I have put that, been dicking. You have been dogging on Deku for a long time. Forever, yes. And I'll continue to if you guys keep commenting the way you guys are. Like, listen to the fucking podcast. We were speaking mm. very highly and nicely of Deku, and uh, y'all are still mad. Um, that being said, I, I, though, I, I left the ones that made that me laugh, or were I, I left the comments that were funny or actually insightful. But yeah, the rest the, of y'all, don't don't make me retract the apology. That didn't actually happen. 
The aspect that I've always agreed with you on is that it focused too much on Deku while having this giant, quite frankly, bloated cast even in the classroom. That he takes from, and he has, but the series has really brought it back. Because, again, as I discussed on that fucking podcast, I said, I don't got beefs with Deku as a character anymore, or and I never had with Horikoshi. My beef has always been with his editors, who always have him writing with his hands tied on his, his back. If he was allowed to go fucking unfettered, he would make all these themes, he would make Deku so functional from start to finish. Like, mm. holy crap. But no one listened to that. All they saw was, there's a negative connotation to Deku in the title of the YouTube video, I must be angry. My Hero Academia fans, I need to, you guys need to have a come to Jesus moment right now because I love you. I think you are generally harmless and I think you're a lot of fun. Um, but I'm realizing now that the series has been going for 10 years. Some of you are reaching the age mm. of Dragon Ball fans now. And you're going to reach a crossroad in your life where this series is now going to end and you either need to A, find something new to enjoy, or B, you're gonna take the route where you're gonna develop this like special level of schizophrenia and you're gonna become a fucking like problem to fucking society. Please don't do that. Please, Deku is not real. Us discussing Deku is not an insult to you. You are not Deku, okay? Relax. Relax. It's all for fun. I love My Hero Academia. I love Deku. For many years on this podcast, I've talked about how My Hero Academia is a B plus um, story with S plus art. When this series finishes, I might I might, I think I'm very much gonna call an A minus at the end of the day, I'm gonna be real. He's really fixing this story. Cause ever since he got that new editor, like I said, have I always said, the editors are the problem. Editors are a very important part of the writing process, but Horikoshi has historically had some very nasty editors, but the one he has right now is a fucking keeper. I love him. The series has been all the better for it, and it's really fixing a lot of problems and recovering a lot of issues, making things, in hindsight, much better, much improved, actually. Uh, My Hero Academia is looking to be an A-minus story at the end of the day. Only A-minus because, again, the the, the in-present, the, the actual reading in real-time experience has been a bit heartbreaking at times, and a bit frustrating at times, and that's why. But at the end of the day, it's good. Guys, relax. Relax. There's no need to talk about how the vaccines in my brain are making me crazy. And this is why I hate Deku. Relax. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. It's not real. It's all fiction. I gotta say, I'm actually checking out the new uh, chapter at the same time. The new, is, the, is the new My Hero chapter out? Because I look at the new One Piece it, chapter. It, it, it literally is, it literally just came out. Did it, it just pop up? Oh my god, it I, did. And, I, and while you're on your tirade, I am reading it. <laughs> good. A good. A better use of your time than listening to my <laughs> shit. Look, I get it. Like, I, I It's frustrating, you guys. I, guys I, I there, this is like the sides. reason why we don't put the show on YouTube. But we just did it because... We need to kind of bolster the that or the Mac up to get our because our videos are starting to come back and we need to mm. wake wake things up. It's a business thing, but this is one of the reasons why I don't put this on YouTube because YouTube audiences cannot handle podcast discussions. Um, our active listeners who join us every week pop up in the Discord. We love you. Never had a beef with you. And again, I'm just venting my frustrations because I'm a little bit more vocal. That's just that's just I I should know better. That's just the YouTube game, baby. YouTube's a special level of crazy, but. My God, I forgot. It's been a long time since we released the episode on YouTube, and I was reminded why we don't do that. <laughs> why we specifically do not have frank discussions about this series that we love in front of a YouTube audience because they don't like it. But on the nice version of that, the the let's now let's talk about um I let's make a sandwich here, a compliment sandwich. Um, 
we just started a project on our Discord channel, which you guys can access. We have a um, a community My Hero Academia redraw. We are, as a community, redrawing chapter one of My Hero Academia. And at the time that I'm recording this, out of 52 pages, I think there's only 15 left. Uh, in less than 24 hours, so many people jumped on and are already, like, very making huge progress on their pages. Everyone's being so nice wholesome, supportive of each other, uh, making funny jokes about the series in a way, and no one's getting fucking angry, and it's just been a lot of fun. And, and meeting some new people in the fucking fandom. Like, a very positive, fun fandom project. I, I guys, you've wholly impressed me. I was very nervous about doing this. I, I've had this plan for a couple weeks now, actually, I say about a couple months now, actually. Waiting for the right time, because as, so as Val's reading this chapter right now, I've already read notes on this chapter, and my god, we are so close to the finish line, that's why we're doing this. It's to celebrate this the end of the series, is why we're doing this. I am this. so fucking correct about this. Their memories are being mixed together. Yes. Oh, Val, you're so correct. You're so vindicated right now. I, I, I so am. I, I, like, so if you listen fuck? to that episode, Val, I was like, I was complimenting you so much in front of Stina. Just like, Val called like everything that's going on in this finale. In, in, a, in a small way. In small ways. I could not have possibly imagined... All this stuff with like the mixture of memories, like I knew they were I becoming knew. one, one yeah. piece. <laughs> but it's awesome! It's awesome. Um, so that well, we can talk about my honestly. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know but I'm just saying thank you guys who are on Project My Here, uh, our Here Academia is what we call it. Again, if there's still open slots left at the time of recording, if you want to get involved. It doesn't matter. You don't even have to be a fucking artist, man. We got guys who are doing sketchbook pages. We have people working on collages. All oh, visual mediums theory. are allowed. I have a new theory. But yes, now, now, go, now go on. Chapter 414. Okay. okay, we're quickly going to talk about Chapter 414 of My Hero Academia. In fact, you know what? We should probably do it like that. We should talk about a bit of news or off-topic thing. Go to a manga. Talk about a bit more news of what's going on. Go to the next manga or something like that. Yeah. But no, yeah, they, think, they are merging their memories right now. This is pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was confused for a second. I was like, wait, have Darby and Toga showed up? No, no. Basically, Deku is in his fight with Shigaraki. He is pulling some top-tier shonen bullshit out there. He's, like, shooting. He's, like, using smokescreen. Shigaraki's like, well, now I'm just going to blow up the country so, with Mount Fuji, so it doesn't matter. And then he's using Black Whip as chains to lift the piece of ground that Shigaraki is aiming yeah, for. Yeah, I know. Isn't this fucking sick? Putting his blood inside bits of Black Whip to attack Shigaraki so he thinks that he's coming for him because apparently the uh, danger sense detects DNA or blood and, and yeah, something. Yeah, he, he, he fucking jacked off on fucking uh, Torino's cape <laughs> and then shot at him. <laughs> you... He's using Black Whip as a flashlight, putting his cum into the tendril, and then attacking me with it. Gross! <laughs> this is fucking crazy. It's fucking, yeah, it's getting, it's getting fucking But they're, but they're, they're, they're starting to mesh memories right now, and like, this is, this is so cool. I, I'm just, I, I am so hype on this right now. It's this final like, fight's been great. Spinner. We're getting, like, shots of, like... You know, Midoriya back at the fight with uh, Todoroki. Spinner's there, like, saying things about, like, what he'd say to Shigaraki and whatnot. Back at the sports festival, their memories are blending. And, you know, they've got to keep going while fighting through all this stuff. And this gives me a new theory of what is going to happen. I think Deku is going to give his absolute all. He is going to die in this fight. 
and Shigaraki will no longer be like a blending of All for One and himself, but I think there's going to be like some shit where it's like, no, Shigaraki is now going to take on Midoriya's will and work towards being the greatest hero and on some fucking no way like, go no there, there, here's the thing there's no way as much as i compliment the editors there's no way the producers of jump are gonna let deku fucking die i don't, I don't and let, let shiki be the poster boy at the end no, well, that's, no well, no, that's, that's the thing that's the thing that's the thing because okay so it, it kind of ties into, but go ahead keep I cooking how, i don't know how i can fucking say this exactly but it all just kind of ties into like you know shigaraki's broken mindset about people and I think the only way that Midori is probably going to even think about saving him is that I have to give everything. I have to give my memories, my life, everything into this guy so that he can, like, maybe get back on the fucking path of redemption. Because it's a long goddamn path. And how it's can a you cool be, idea, and, though. And how and how can you make up for being the worst villain ever in Japan? You'd be the greatest fucking hero. I don't think Deku dies, but I do like this idea that he gives he gives Shiki the power, and then he is burdened by this by this all this goodness and power. And he's like, oh my god, I literally can't fuck this up because again, me as me and Stina discussed in the um prior about the themes of my academia, it's like it's this power fantasy of what happens if you had people who supported and and, and like believed in you so much. And now Shiggy is Shiggy is literally being beat up by Deku's love and support and belief. Like it's fucking crazy. I love this. And Val, your theory definitely still applies because my God, your batting average is so good. <laughs> we have to trust it. But I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to meet I, you I in the middle, and I'm going to say that absolutely, Shiggy. It, no, I, I mean it's, we're watching it happen. If he Shiggy die, is the he's going Shiggy, to Shiggy is going to become the tenth wielder of one for all, and he's going to have to redeem himself. He's going to have all this power and go, and all these memories that Deku has, and all the memories of the other users go. Oh my fucking god, I can't turn to nihilism. I can't fuck up this precious fucking gift because he's going to have Deku's emotion and and. Attachment is it's like, oh my god, you've given me the treasure. You've given me the one piece. I can't end the world. <laughs> it's too precious. <laughs> I, I, like, obviously, obviously. This is so I, cool. I, I love this. I, I love I, this. I, I always like to leave room for in case I'm wrong, but it's like, if he doesn't Val, why, die, why? No, Val, it's okay if you fail because you've been batting near perfect ever since. Your batting average is better than most Hall of Faming fucking baseball players in terms of your fucking theories of, of My Hero Academia. So, it's okay to be one, one. If you were perfect all the time, Val, they'd think you were cheating. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be allowed uh, in the Hall of Fame, so... <laughs> We found out Valentine has been using AI for years to predict the story of My Hero Academia. Oh my god, it could happen, man. Even before it was open to the public. I'm just like, what? What? What's going okay, on? Okay, so oh, if we're dipping in and out... The AI text-to-fucking-speech imagery shit. I don't want to talk about that. I I uh, do okay. not want to talk about no, that I because... No, saw, I, saw, I saw a hilarious tweet, though. I, I think it was fucking, what was it, Rebel Taxi or something being like... Me and Cole watching watching footage of me commit a crime I never did. <laughs> Legislate this shit, man. Like it's funny, but it's also fucking it's funny, scary. But it's also terrifying. Yes, but it, that but is going mostly... to be, unless you legislate that. That is, I, I all I saw I saw the tweet of Will Smith eating spaghetti last year versus what we're getting now. That is terrifying. How uh, much no, that um, is fucking? You know, you know it is. You know it is. It, it's one of those. I'm laughing at it because it, it's it's absurdist. It's it's one of those things where you go, 
No, humanity would never let that happen. And then it's oh, like, they we, would. It's it's South Park. It's South Park. When yeah. you like grow up, and then you look around, and you go, oh fuck, everything is actually happening. Uh, but yeah, so here's, I want to get back, I, I literally have to tell you this story, and I have to bring it oh, on the podcast. On, I'm bringing it back to Pal World briefly, because that episode where we had the big Pal World discussion, um, it was that week I was recording with Freddie for a project, and Freddie goes, did you guys talk about Pal World on the podcast? I wanted to come on and discuss. I said, Freddie, we already discussed it, but I'm all ears right now. I'll sit down, baby, I'll listen to you. All right, I'm here, I'm here for you. What do you want to tell me about Pal World? And he goes, wait up. And he goes, I just want to show you this. And he sent screenshots of these tastefully fucking photographed this cabin with a sunset. Oh, these interiors. Not a single pal in sight. Not a single piece of gameplay. Just Freddy's cabin. Freddy's beautiful cabin. His 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 his, his, his virtual house flipping real estate. And he's like, I just really love this cabin, and I've been playing. <laughs> He brings him joy. He loves this fucking cabin. He didn't say a goddamn thing about anything else. <laughs> he just kept talking about this cabin. I was like, just like, I like if you could see, I had like hearts. I had like a heart shaped eye. Um, like the dots of my eyes were just the shape of hearts. I was just like, this is fucking adorable. This is so fucking wholesome that Freddie just just flips virtual real estate on Power World and he just enjoys it and he just it's, takes pictures and he just hangs just out I mean. it, it, it is what I mean when I say and like, ignore look, the, the enslaved the day, creatures people. in the background but it's <laughs> funny uh, honestly no I'm getting into I'm actually getting into like the industry side of it me and my mate have been like you told me about your like your little conveyor belt that goes through your cabin yeah no 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 we're building a mansion we're building a big fucking mansion on a plateau that overlooks like a mine and stuff like that. Oh, we've got conveyor belts, and I have a tiny drug room under the stairs with a little observation window, so I can watch them and make sure they're not stealing my shit. Uh, but yeah, no, this, that, that was just so fucking wholesome and fun. And again, it's just the fact that what are gamers' expectations for games right now? And they just want fun. the fuck. They just want fucking freedom and fun. That's all they want. I, as I told you, I, all they all they want is a fucking survival base building game on Steam, but with multiplayer. That's all they want, and under thirty it's bucks. Like, look, That's all they need. People, people <laughs> That's all they need. Like you know, it's it's one of those things. Like my my friend Jack. That's all my people need Jack. right now. Jack's animation for ages. Did I tell you he's gone into One Piece and he's like further than me now on Thriller Bark on my rewatch? I bet. Thriller yeah, Bark's fun. Uh, it's fun. It's it's also boring as fuck for a while though. Again, because you, you followed Ennie's lobby with that shit. I get it, man. Yeah. It's the reason why I know people swear by Long Ring Longland, and I just can't do it after Skypea. Nah. It, you know what not, is a, you know what is a great fucking follow-up after a long mm. arc? Mm. Fucking Where? Egghead Island. Oh. Can we talk about 1107, One Piece right now, this week's chapter? Go on, then. Yeah, let's talk about 1107. The fucking... The one thing we did not say when we were speculating. We're like, oh my god, is it the Grand Fleet? Is it Blackbeard? Who is it? the fucking giants and it's fucking awesome not even the new giants no it's the old giants. it's the it's ones Dorian from Brody. fucking from fucking uh what was it what was the place called oh little garden yeah little garden oh my gosh and when's the last time one piece actually did a recap panel oh they actually had to explain to people these giants as if we don't i know there's there, i mean there's new one piece fans now i get it but like you it don't. has almost been 20 years since Dorian Broggy showed up in the story. Yeah, but One Piece fans have fucking great memory, don't they? 
I mean, I like to think I do at the best of times, but sometimes I, I know I think I'm actually getting to like capacity on one piece knowledge. You almost. can't add any new information. Damn, it's getting it's getting hard. Like I'm, for, I forget names sometimes when people ask me. That's questions. true. You I'm are like, getting demented. Yeah, I'm Didn't 28 say. years old now, man. Like, what can I do? God, you got like five more years left to live, dude. Uh, uh, I'd be okay with that, actually. The world sucks. No, there's gonna be. Pa you have to wait for <laughs> yeah, power to like, No, I was trying to be funny, and you, 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 now you've made yeah, me you sad. Yeah, you fucking ruined the mood, dude. God, great fucking job. You know what? Yeah, you should just go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah so is this. Look at the fucking fan service of this fucking issue. We've got Zoro finding fucking Luchi. I was not high on Luffy's rematch with Luchi, because I'm like. What the fuck's the point? Lu fucking know, you know, Luffy's a god now, but Zoro whoa, versus whoa, whoa, Luchi? Whoa, 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 Mr. Fucking Luchi. People can get stronger in One Piece. Now, I was the one who was down on it. Yeah, but you can't get that fucking strong. But we got Sanji <laughs> kicking light with the power of love. We know it's bullshit. It's the technology, but still. <laughs> I, say, I think Oda is straight up fucking bored of Zoro. I mean, what more can Zoro do? I mean, Zoro is just a fight guy. I get you it. Had the, you know, I, I, I'm going to take this opportunity to bitch about Zoro for the umpteenth goddamn time. I like Zoro, but quite frankly, I, I miss married old Zoro. Zoro. If I'm being I honest. miss old Zoro <laughs> so much. He used to smile. He used to fuck up and everything. Or getting like that's silly true. Situations. He used to be goofier. I agree. I miss that he, Zoro. And now he's just so uptight and boring and he's just there to dispense, I would say like, that about mo cool most of the all the straw hats now though they're all very reserved now <sighs> no nah, like Usopp Nami Robin they, they, they don't that get to fine. do they don't get to do nearly enough Frankie ran over big mom Brooke stole the freaking poneglyphs like and plus this is what look one piece is undoubtedly its main cast is now bloated. We are constantly following a crew of ten goddamn people. But here's the thing: we're we at the point now where, besides Egghead's fucking crew, we've actually been slimming things down. Like everything's converging. We're not adding nearly enough as we did in the past. So now, and I get, and I think we're feeling it now. The fact that we actually have Sanji and Zoro in really fucking cool fights at the moment, like. Mm -hmm. Potentially cool. And, and, I mean, and, and fucking and, and Usopp reuniting with his masters, like that's fucking awesome. I've been waiting for, I've been, I've been waiting so much for Albath to have this moment, but they brought, they brought Albath to us. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's oh yeah. Also, we have Caribou at the end, basically. Proclaiming oh, you the buried the lead, mother. We buried the lead, motherfucker. Is this? I know Sanji was. I don't count Sanji because he was protecting the crew. But is this the mm -hmm. first legitimate betrayal of a Straw Hat crew member? Like this is fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> Fucking Caribou, my fucking Nakama, has fucking betrayed <laughs> us for the fucking... Been here since 2010. Been here for fucking 14 years now. Did that- did those 14 years mean nothing? I'm fucking <laughs> devastated. <laughs> Why? I, what the fuck, Oda? This I I'm gonna send Oda a fucking death threat in the fucking fan you know, mail. Well, it's like, this is the equivalent of like Fugo leaving the gang in part five. <laughs> you remember, do you remember? Do you remember that whole thing where like I barely remember. I'm no, so right. out of JoJo. Araki, ah, oh, dude, I don't blame you. Like I, I'm not. But even yes, I recall from part five where he's like, I don't know what to write for this character anymore. He's just gonna leave. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. He was also like, yeah, spin off oh, I intended though, for he? him. I intended for him to have like a. Araki was like, I intended for him to have a bigger betrayal of the crew, but apparently he had like a falling out with a friend and he was so sad about it, he was like, I don't want to write this, it's too close. Oh, to poor baby. I love yeah, it though. I know, it's and, cute. And, I, I say poor baby like I was being like condescending, but like, no, like I actually, I, poor baby girl. Baby girl. 
Look, lo lo losing friends. It's okay. Sucks. It, it does. It does. But and he wrote, so, also... so so instead he wrote a very fucking like, like almost like he didn't uncomfortably. Write that. He no. did not write that. No, no, he wrote an uncomfortably realistic portrayal of what happens when you actually lose a friend. You kind of just drift oh. apart. Literally drift apart. He took a boat. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought you were talking about friggin' um uh purple haze, uh requiem or whatever the hell. Purple Haze feedback, I want to call it. I, can't, I, I can't remember. But what I'm just saying called. that he did a very like uncomfortably realistic portrayal of losing a friend, where it's nothing like bombastic happens. You just one day they just leave and they don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm um, like, damn! I thought this was fiction. Yeah, no, but I didn't um, know this was. Um, I didn't. I didn't know you're writing your own fucking biography right now, Araki. Jesus Christ. Also, uh, let's see, Bonnie basically explain, like, tells Luffy. Bonnie explains everything. Yeah, he's, he's a tells, god, and Luffy's like, yeah, I don't know what the fucking, I don't know what that word means. It's got more than two fucking syllables. And I, I do like it where it's like, you know, Bonnie's like, he's like, what's with that weak little punch you did the other chapter, right? Like, what? what oh, yeah, he's making fun and of her. Like, he's like, you suck. Well, show me how it's done. Hit him. He was like, "Ah, oh, that's it. Okay." But I'm, the most I'll, important, the most important part is, Teach has a lineage. Uh, <laughs> Saturn, Saturn goes. I've, are I've you been, tired about genetics I've yet? Been, because I'm. Ivan opens a window of his house and screams to the sky, "Fucking eugenics!" I look at the sky. I see fucking parents with their babies out there. Oh my god! Everything about fucking genetics with you people. <laughs> you fucking combined your genes and now you made a superior version I, look, of you I, I, and your I, wife. Look, I, oh I, my look, god! I, all I will say fucking is grow I up. I understand. <laughs> look, I understand why it happens. It's why I don't give a shit. There has to be a, a fucking reasoning in some way. Maybe it's not the best one, but it's like, why the fuck isn't everyone doing this stuff? Because One Piece has a bunch of crazy characters in it, but obviously they're like, oh, we have to ha explain some reason why some of these people are just built fucking different. <laughs> it's one piece. I mean, it's like, There's people who are like, just 20 feet tall. And I mean, there's no like, explanation you, you for the Kaido. It's like Kaido. I remember a guy was like, oh, well, Kaido's an Oni, right? And I'm like, no, he's not an Oni. And he's like, yeah, he is. I'm like, no, he isn't. But he literally called himself an Oni. I'm like, no, that's where Kaido places himself yeah. in society. F as figuratively. An outsider. He is an outsider. He is a monster that will take what he wants and come down from his fucking mountains and reap as whatever as, havoc he wants. As silly as One Piece is, they do understand the mean. In in universe, the concept of a metaphor does exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like despite how know, literal things it's are, really more really. Kaido's a buccaneer. Like we know that he is a fucking buccaneer, right? He must be. Him, he must be right. He must be a buccaneer. I he don't care what buccaneers are, height. but sure, he can be one. He, well, that's what Kuma is. Yeah, I know, and I still don't care. I don't care what Buccaneers are. I care that Kuma's a little bear man. That's what I care about. <laughs> I, I care. I care. That his I, motif. Care, I care that Kuma's Kuma, and he survives stuff because of the because of the power of his kindness. His kindness and the power of love keeps him going. Not his fucking genes. Yeah, I, I know that. Care. I, I agree with that. But that's what. But but that's what, as that's Egghead what it is. said. Can't we just be romantic about it? <laughs> but that's what it is. These evil sons of bitches look at you and go, "I'm going to boil you down to your race, and that's what matters." I know. You, you are if right. Anything, you are that, correct. They do put that there. If, if anything, it's it's like, I don't know. 
I will. I will give you that. I will give the story of what that. real fucking life is lately. Yeah, like I no, I, no. Honestly, Val, like now that you've said it that way, yes. You know what? I'm cool with this because the only characters that bring up genetics, at least to my my very again, Val, I'm 32 years old. I'm, I'm, I'm 32 years old, so I can't remember things past breakfast. <laughs> but but the only people who bring up genetics literally are the world government in this story. So you know what? Fair. If this is a form of characterized dialogue where the nicer characters and the characters we actually give a fuck about talk about how it's always the power of romance versus the villains who say, oh, it's genetics. If that's what we're building here, I'm willing to give this a benefit. I'm willing to let this cook. That's definitely it. That is absolutely it. Hey, Ivan, as a rule, in real life, I tend to not give a shit about the opinions of people who only care about race. That's just... I, 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 the, the pause was me standing up and giving you a standing ovation. Um, so, fucking, did we miss anything else in this chapter? I mean, giant pirates came in, Zoro's ha Zoro is no doubt gonna have a hopefully better fight in the manga than he did with King, because my god, the anime is the only thing that carries Zoro right now. Okay, okay, okay I, yeah, you know what, you've brought something great up here, um, that's my beef with Egghead right now, and my, my beef with this awesome, awesome shit going on. We are still cutting away so hard. Oda literally is fucking delegating to the animators right now. Probably. I mean, I was not say probably this. I definitely. Was watching, I was watching the law and Blackbeard fight because when I knew that that was coming up, as you know, oh I, we all like oh we all wanted fight. to see female law. Don't 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 yeah. bury the lead. Oh yeah, no. We all want to see. She's cute. It's awesome. Damn right. Yeah, he's adorable. All of, all of the crew crew were. I would marry every single oh, one yeah, of them. Oh yeah, Beppo was Beppo. Beppo was just irresistible, man. I Wait a second. Know. I'm gonna look up how old is Beppo. Beppo. How old is Beppo? Beppo. He's 18. Don't. Is is Chris Hansen gonna give us a fucking visit now? <laughs> Surprise! Shocker. He's 20. Thank God. Thank God. Oh, oh he's 22. I, I fucking just sweat a whole river. Oh God. <laughs> Chris Hansen, you just get a knock we at your door. We live another day. Mr. Hey, Leroy. Okay, that's what we that's what we need to um segue to because we we are also bearing a huge lead. Let's report the news very yeah. quick. Wait, we... wait, 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 but we also have to say Sanji's better than Zoro, light doesn't hold a candle to love. If that's true, they'll have to scrap the physics books and start from scratch. I fucking love that shit. That that, that was a that's a hell of a rebuttal. That was a hell of a line. Love the that. I, dude, Sanji Sanji has just been eating for years. <laughs> and I just want I you know what I hope a part of fucking Zoro's backstory at this point is that he loosened the fuck up again and just be a fun character and I, I know I, I, I miss, miss Zoro so wandering around I don't hate lost. Zoro I just hate that he's fucking boring now he's there to just no be you don't hate him you're just cool. you you miss him you love him and he just hasn't been holy there. he just hasn't been for us there for us man he's just been so you know in his own head Old Zorro took part in, like, you know, docking and stuff like that. <laughs> the I way you said took part in docking, like he was fucking the crew. <laughs> <laughs> he took part in docking. That's what Zorro used to do. He would, ah, I just, ah. I don't know. I, 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 I've no, you were, you were thoroughly correct. Zorro I've was had a shadow of himself. I've dog against Zorro lately. And I don't, and like I said, I don't hate him. I'm just like, like many characters, I'm like, what have you become? Chopper, Chopper used to be cool. He can be cool, but it just feels like he, he gets ignored. Like, th those are the characters that I'm like, I miss you. Or I think that there is something wrong with you now. Okay. Chopper and Zoro. Those are the two that I can think of. That I'm like, I, I know uh, off you. camera, I know you talk about Chopper and Zoro all the time. Yeah, I, I do, actually. Like, whenever it comes up. Because Chopper used to... Chopper has one of the best, like, introductory arcs of all time. He does. Drum Island is incredible. 
Drum Island is incredible. It's so fucking good. And now it's like, ah, oh, Chopper, you're not even gonna try and cure Smile? Come on. Come on, motherfucker. You can do it. Okay. Uh, anyway, anyway. Big news happened this week. Big news, back. and we need to discuss and this because there's a lot going on here. So we'll just start at the top. So basically, yeah. Joe Apocalypse, aka Brennan Blaber, um, released on his Patreon. He didn't pay Wallet. He put it up for public on his Patreon page. It's weird because right, he, he, right. he respected the rules up until that point where he goes, I don't own this project, so I can't put this behind a paywall. But I want to discuss my time on the uh, dubbing uh, project for Lovely Complex. And he mm. begins like he does every, so this is basic video, with some snark. He goes, Lovely Complex is the grandmother of um, old shoujo because it's old. I laughed. I thought that was funny. I like his videos. I'm actually a fan of Jello Apocalypse. That said, then he continues to essentially break every NDA in the book. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I don't have his NDA. I don't know what was in the stipulations of his NDA if he even had one. But classically, what he discussed, I know for a fact, uh, you can't talk about, um, and for good reason because. Um, so he discusses. I'm going to give bullet points. Um, he was a, a co-director with Marissa Lenti. Um, they were co they were co-directors, co-dub script writers. And basically, he discussed that A, they did not like the project. They specifically did not like the source material. He had his criticisms. He in, in, in typical, so this is basically fashion. Um, then he goes on to discuss how he tried to how they tried to change the dialogue to fit their standards. But according to people who actually watch this, I didn't watch it, um, his changes never even made it in. So what was the point of even bringing it up? Um, but the part that got me was the fact that this was a two and a half year project. Mm. Him and Marissa, according to him, this was him. I, I have not investigated further. I don't believe this until this is all on paper. But if this is true, um, they were not paid for this project. He claims that their entire budget went into buying the rights to this, to this anime. And everything else had to be done for free. Which means, in his own words, him and Marissa did free labor, directing and writing. Then, in order to get people to voice act for this, um, in, in voice acting, we call this... It, there's a very common term. We call this the hourly minimum. Most people in the industry um, have a what's called a two-hour minimum. You get paid this much, and you have to be working for two hours to get that money. Hmm. Um, but in most circumstances, you don't get to decide what happens in those two hours. So no. these guys were sneaking in to other, and I shouldn't say sneaking, this is allowed. This is a thing that actively happens where they were basically, people were there at Sound Cadence recording for their projects and going, hey, you have X amount of time left in the booth. Would you like to record for Lovely Complex Dub? And of course, they're in the booth. Why not? It's a resume builder. But they're not getting directly paid for this. It's all just part of their two hour minimum. Um. We know this happens. This is the first time to my knowledge. I'm sure people, I, other people have I talked about this. Happened. I know that happened. I worked on Lovely Complex. Yeah. Yes. This happens. And it happens, but I don't think this is something you're allowed to actively talk about. Right? Like, again, I, don't, I haven't seen the NDA. No one can see the NDA because it's the NDA. But he's talking about things that are very firmly not allowed. What the fuck, first of all? 
quite frankly, I'm more disappointed in... No, I'm, I'm disappointed in that aspect, obviously. But I'm more disappointed in his open vitriol. For yes, because imagine, because you know me, I always talk crap about producers, about, oh, they're unfun, and they make these dumb decisions. I'm going to be producer's advocate here. Imagine if, I'm imagining myself as the guy who made Lovely Complex. And, again, because he discusses how, that's another thing that he mentioned, that we, he talked about how they were not supervised during this project. That's hmm. fucking impossible, considering the changes he made were not in there. Clearly, someone fucking supervised. Um, so he just, so basically he broke an NDA and lied about it, about what actually happened. He told some truths and some lies, but it doesn't fucking matter because something in there definitely broke an NDA. And yeah, we're not going to discuss the ramifications for him because that's not our fucking decision. We're just guys on the internet. We don't get to decide that. Um, but he, but he goes that he was unsupervised. So imagine a Japanese producer. You, this is your baby. And someone's talking shit about your- You gave this to a company. And someone working on that project is openly talking shit about your baby. And not only talking shit, but openly admitting. And as, a, as someone that has a lot of insight, when you're a producer, you should be able to see that a, a little bit of the wallet. That's the way you find out that the actors and a lot of people working on your product, your, your project was done on the cheap. They bought your product and they invested not a dollar further. They bought it and went, ooh, we don't love this enough. This was apparently someone at Sound Cadence. I'm not going to name names, but some, because again, I don't know who's It was who's someone's to, passion project. It was someone's passion project. And I know I have the name in my head, but I'm not going to say it out loud because mm. I don't know how much fucking Brendan was lying. So I don't want to, I don't want to like echo chamber his fucking lies. Um, but he says this was someone's passion project. So their passion project was to buy the dub and then just put it in someone's hands and let them fucking talk shit and just not enjoy it? What the fuck is going on here? This is so weird. And if I'm the producer, I'm going, you bought my product and then you just didn't like it? And so you just treated this cheaply and you didn't pay anyone to make it and it took like two years. It was on your back burner. This was like your fucking side hoe. That's heartbreaking. That's mean. So, honestly, and it also, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. It puts the entire company in a terrible light. It really does, because again, that does not reflect Sound Cadence's views. But what is the truth and what is the lie now, Sound Cadence? I know they put out a statement, and their statement was, "He's an independent contractor. He's not. He does not speak for us." And we know, and we know from from actual proof of looking at the show that the changes he was discussing were not in there. But wow, that looks fucking awful. Why are we discussing this? And why are we allowing this happen? And again, and this is my point. I I kind of have to. If it's true that he didn't get paid, how were you expecting? Because again, a lot of the folks there's there's a reason. If he did this for free, there's a reason why he did it for free. Aren't a lot of the people at Sound Cadence good friends and contacts? Like, these guys are very close friends. So, if you're a good friend, of, I'm a fan of Jello Apocalypse. So, you know him at a more personal level. You know that man can't shut his fucking mouth, right? I mean, you I know that man talks shit for a living, right? He, he, I, I know he's, I mean, I'll admit, I, I lost a lot of respect for him when he made some tweets that, quite frankly, sounded on the level He's of, a controversial figure for a lot of reasons, impl and, and that's... Implying that people should take part in casual terrorism. I know. He, he's, he's got, he's got a lot of armchair fucking activism on his hands. 
Uh, I don't want to talk about that because this this is a man who at the end of the day because like, we we we'd be here all day dissecting what Jell Apocalypse does. I, I respected the chef. I respected the chef is endeavors in YouTube. Like he made some really top tier content back in the day. Yeah. He made some insightful. I'm a fan content. of his content. I think At it's very time. fun. But this man yeah, has he, a his lot whole of opinions. Was actually quite insightful. He got tired of that. To, to save us like fucking 24 hours of podcasting, this man has a lot of opinions. This man talks a lot, and I can say that as also a fellow man who talks a lot. But I'm a guy who also gets NDAs and no NDAs, and I know there are things even without an NDA. You don't fucking talk about. And Look, I know for a fact that if I brought Ivan on to a, a a big project or something, he would never do something like this that would like put me. There in are so many things I want to talk about on this podcast. I have so many people who work on. I, like I could abuse my cred as a guy who as a, as the as a wise guy in this fucking industry. I know people who fucking make shit. I know fucking people who work on One Piece. I know people who had the inside track on things going on with Chainsaw Man when we were talking about our concerns about that. I I wish I wish I could I I wish I can I could physically bring these people onto this podcast and dish the fucking dirt, but you do not do that because it's about fucking respect. For the fucking craft, the art, the industry, regardless if I agree with it or not. You gotta have some fucking respect for people, man. Because it's not... I'm, I have some beasts with this industry, but there are still people who work in this industry. If you don't want to respect the industry, respect the fucking people. And he was dropping names. I did bring up that... I did bring up Marissa Lenti, because she was co-writing and directing with him. That is factually true. Mm -hmm. I have not gotten her insights. Again, I have stayed the fuck away from this, because all I've gotten... Because this this was shoved in my face. I woke up at six o'clock in the morning and got this shoved in my face. Like, oh my god, look, he's ruined it. You'll if you're a YouTuber, you'll never get to work in voice acting again. If you have a social media file, you'll never. It, that's not no. That's not. He did not shoot anyone in the foot. He only shot himself in the foot, and he threatened Sound Kane's relationship with Discotech Media. But disco, but the, it seems like at the authoritative I think level, Discotech Media's relationship with uh, a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. Well, again. With the yeah, with the relationship with Japanese companies and producers, that's what's going on. This don't make this about you guys. Stop that. Look yourselves in the mirror before and watch yourself before you start tweeting stuff about this. Because all I got was, oh my gosh, don't be a dick in this medium and I die da and oh I never liked Jell Apocalypse. I'm like, no, you sucked his dick. He's just not useful to you anymore. So watch it. Just don't say anything, okay? Yeah. Don't I say anything. Hate that so much. Like I look. I I have. I I, I saw I, so I many because again, I'm a fan. I, I it, it, it can be true that Joe Pockets can be a funny YouTuber and also a terrible t can't hold a professional job. For most YouTubers, that's usually the truth, myself included. It's very difficult to hold a, a professional job because YouTubers have a very special brain chemistry that I can definitely attest to. Um, but yeah, don't drag Jello now. Don't drag him as a creative because guess what? He might not have a job as a as a voice actor anymore, but he's still a very, very well-established YouTuber, and if he really is gone, oh, he's gonna have some things to say now if he's not held accountable to NDAs anymore. Be fucking careful. Everyone watch your fucking backs. Just don't say anything. Don't say anything, and just when Sound Cadence makes their, they did make their official statement, statement nod, and go, agreed. No, 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 and no, 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 and no. put your hand on your heart and go, I too will not break an NDA and not do what Jello did. 
That's all you gotta do, okay? But don't be fucking shit talking, okay? Don't no, be shit talking. Sad, don't attack no, him no, as you, a. Do, do, I, I will say this. I think it's sadder because this is something I've been thinking about for a long time. I, I've been bringing this subject up a lot of people being disconnected with fans, people within these industries and everything, or even starting out in these industries now, I suppose, immediately shooting themselves in the foot, immediately just ruining any good faith, not just between their employers, but between fans. It is becoming a huge issue. You need to leave some things at the fucking door before you go to work, and you just need to sit down and get on with it. And you know, if Jello was indeed not being compensated for his time on this why the fuck did you take this up you had a project that you no he needed. says no he you states he states why and the fact that he stated and then did what he did i'm like dude how would it's you be expected because he he wa he wanted the experience so if he ever got a chance to um also do his and that's the reason why this is so again let me get to speculation, but by spec i'm just gonna put so my tinfoil he could essentially bolster his own fucking cv yes no, no, but I want to put, I want to put my tinfoil, I want to put my tinfoil hat on just for a sec. There's a very specific set of anime that he also, so that the fact that this lovely complex was someone's dream project, I believe somewhere behind the scenes, because again, I think a lot of these folks at Sound Kittens are friends. Obviously, they're not, they're no longer co-workers, um, but this was someone's dream project. And I think the fact that Marissa and Jello did this labor for free, they, it was with the caveat, hey, you do your time one day. We might ask you what your dream project is, and maybe we'll produce it. That has to be what happened, right? What's I, What's I, the I, give? I, what's the give thing. other than the I resume? Voice in, I voiced in this. I, I got to be a part of it and everything. I just think it's goddamn sad. I've watched it before. I had a friend who introduced me. Um, who, who introduced me to it. And we watched a couple episodes. She freaking loves it. And I remember being so freaking happy. I was like, Yeah, and that's oh, what I'm getting at. Why did he lie? Did, did it, it, I, I've never watched this. I've never watched this, okay? Was there a controversy? Why did he feel yeah, the I, need I, I, to I, defend it? I don't think he it? lied. I think, I think he had probably information. Maybe. Like, I'm not going to put my tinfoil. I, I'm not going to guess or anything. Yeah, please my, don't, because you actually worked on this. The, the, the problem I, right I, now is someone who, people who worked on this are lying, so please don't. <laughs> I actually worked on this. I'm not going to be, like, calling names. I'm not going to be making any guesses or anything like that. I just, I, I appreciate all the opportunities I've gotten from Sound Cadence and Discotech Media. I actually love the work that Discotech they're Media No, they're fucking done. awesome. Again, this is the reason why brought, I, this, is, this whole situation voice. is heartbreaking because these are two great fucking businesses. To Rio Cyber, City Hunter, one of my favorite freaking anime, and, and, and Space Scope. They've done all kinds of really cool stuff. Honestly, people, if you're not gaining it, I understand, like, you know, you might get something out of the future. If you, if you have such vitriol for a person, a work, something that someone worked on, I don't freaking know. Don't freaking do it. You clearly don't belong there, if that is the case. You I know, it's just like, don't. why did we think we could get away with this? Like, again, you're in there, Jello. Like, you know, you claim to know this industry better than anyone, so wouldn't you have known what a suicidal um, move this would have been? <laughs> like, I don't think he did. I think, I, I, he wasn't thinking, I no, think, he I had think to was... have not been thinking. He wasn't thinking. No, you know, you know what it is, you know what it is. You know, we, we, we talk about a lot about, like, supporting people, um, encouraging and everything. I think we're just, I, I, I think Jello's issue is that he has honestly been emboldened to embrace some of his worst fucking traits. Yes. And and from YouTube, I, you, you don't have to say worst traits, just his opinions. From, from the fact YouTube that he can be talking of an opinion. I don't know who. 
it's an issue that I see in a lot of people on the internet nowadays. Too many people are too fucking emboldened to embrace and just express their absolute worst aspects of themselves. Go outside, meet new people, get some new fucking ideas, and fucking center yourself. For fuck's sake. I mean, that's not just to Jello, that's to everyone. Yeah. You need to get over yourself. You need to stop. Like, I don't, I don't know why. I, I obviously, I mean, I can't guess. I, I don't even think I, I, I'm very upset about this. I, you, you, your value should be. You worked on this project, and now the people who led this project, again, not going to speak for Marissa. I have only heard, I have not seen her statement. I've only seen what Jello wrote on his blog. And the fact, the shit that he was saying, you should be fucking pissed. That's it's, so I'll, disappointing. It, it, yo, yo, I, I, I'll say it again. I went to that convention this week. And what I met, I didn't meet that many people. I got to speak to a few people. Some people recognized me, like I said. But you know what? Every single person at that convention was simply interested in having a good time. They might not have even known who I was, but they'd still come over and ask me, what are you doing? What is all this stuff, you know? And we'd talk, and it was nice. And everyone was just interested in being pleasant and friendly as they could be regardless of any or you know i had a really lovely moment actually ivan i met a family of three a son a daughter and a mother and the mother outright said oh i'm sorry my daughter is she's autistic and she's and i'm like oh is it is it the eye contact because you know you know me i look people in the eyes a lot when i speak to them because i want them to know they yeah have it makes me uncomfortable no, i'm not fucking with you because <laughs> um, I, I don't know i don't know at some point i just told myself like val look everyone in the eye that you're speaking to and you know maybe it's too much sometimes so this little girl is just not into talking to me she's like hiding behind her mom and everything but they like my prints and stuff they take a picture of me and all that stuff i'm like and i see them leaving at one point when i'm bringing one of my friends in because um the, the convention just says you know oh if you have any guests of your own or people that you uh have invited coming just tell us and or bring them in or something like that or talk to someone and i was doing that and i saw them leaving and uh the little girl followed behind her mom again and she asked ah oh, do you think you can say hello to the nice man this time and i covered my eyes and i looked away and i asked her would you please shake my hand if that's all right and she did and it warmed the cockles of my heart so freaking much dude and it honestly made it it it's it sounds so cheesy and like like i'm just trying to like say it for the sake of saying it it made my weekend it made my weekend i didn't like it, I said, it, but, but no here's what i know you're getting at is jello has taken something for granted that you and many people who worked on this project because again if this product was the back burner project it was in far less capacity even yeah, I am not working on this project in a large-scale capacity. Yeah, but just, every, every person who put just a small... Pe people who put such a small part in what they thought was such a big, amazing thing. Just to have the guy who worked on it go, Oh yeah, this was garbage. We didn't care about this. It's like, even if you didn't care, you are taking for granted the privilege. This is such a competitive fucking industry. Again, I have a lot of problems with the industry, and a lot of it has to do with... The, way, the the reasons why it's competitive, which we do not have enough time, is with the wrap up this show. But we do. You were in. You are in. Like, I mean, let me put it in the huge perspective. Because again, Jell's a much bigger YouTuber than I am. I have fucking two point. I have two hundred fifty thousand subscribers on YouTube. A sleepy hmm. subscriber base, but still, something to not take for granted. We are considered. Joy Entertainment is considered the point zero one percent on YouTube. 
and, and, my, and mind you, there are people who have millions of subscribers. That's how fucking impossible, that's how much of a fucking privilege it is. The odds in this current voice acting industry, I can't say if it's better or worse, but it's gotta be fucking similar. You've gotta be fucking self-aware about the fucking position that you are in. You are making connections with people. All right. That's all the time we got for this week. Everyone, thank you for joining us and hanging out for that one. That was a heated one, but very yes, fucking important. Very fucking important. Really fucking important. Again, I, Val actually involved in this project. Like, he had every fucking right here. Because we talked, we discussed at the beginning of the show, like, how much are we going to talk about this because of his involvement? But no. I'm just, I'm, I'm very upset. It, it's a very upset, it is a very upset You said nothing wrong. You just, you basically right said, everything you said was just a matter of respecting your privilege of what you do in the position. Just ruined it, man. Just fucking ruined it. Shat on it, man. No, we should end recording there on, you just shat on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Lackadaisy, Gunbuster, Death Battle, and more. Audio engineering by Stina Carey. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Keep the conversation going by visiting Joyride's public Discord server, where you can discuss this week's topics and more. Patreon donors also get access to our weekly anime watch club with cast and crew. Links provided in the description. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.